0: Welcome in to episode number two zero one of Betting the Pitch with your host, the real underscore G Warner on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, wherever you can find me in the same handle. Um thanks for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave a five star review. Um, likes, do whatever you can do. Um would help me get up the search bar, search rankings, whatever the heck, and um that would mean a lot to me uh thanks for sticking around to space especially to my patrons um uh check out the real underscore g warner on patreon uh patreon.com slash real underscore g warner um uh, i'm going through and putting out my night- nightly leans uh or leans are going out nightly and then uh refining them with plays um as i lock them in the next day a little bit more specific than the uh pregame.com stuff that I put out each night with uh, I try to do the similar type of thing there as well, but it's a lot more interactive at patreon.com and at a re- reduced price. So I suggest checking that out on today's episode. We're going to go through um, I might end up doing separate episodes because La Liga plays on Sunday. Uh, but for now, we're going to do Syria and league. Uh, and on this podcast, I've already gone through the weekend cup matches, the FA Cup and the DFU Pokal on uh, the previous podcast. So check that one out if you're looking for insight into those matches. Maybe I'll cover it um, if I get to it on the La Liga podcast. But I'm trying to juggle a lot of schedules with the NBA Finals and uh, the baseball podcast that's coming out for pregame.com with my co-host Scott Seidenberg. So doing what we can for now, trying to get as much stuff out there as possible. I'm going to start in Syria A because that's where the money is, at least comparatively to Liga. They have a TV deal, unlike the French league. Um, and also it's, they have a match on Friday, uh, meaning one, but one, nonetheless, um, I will g- be giving out an ultimate best bet end of show. Like I have been all season. Uh, plus I'll be doing a, uh, I'll give a, a, a pregame.com promo code. If you're a subscriber there, uh, or you want to look into subscribing, uh, plenty of, of good deals. Uh, if you want to support me or support other handicappers there, um, we'll get right into it before, I guess before we do, all lines going to this podcast are courtesy of betonline.ag. My favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced usage is offered on almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the, the link found in the podcast description to fund your account. And use the promo code GW50 to receive a 50% match bonus up to $1,000. So uh, now we're going to start on Friday matches. We have Sassuolo hosting Fiorentina. I'm going to go through. I got the table next to me and on my other laptop and we'll be trying to give as many scenarios as possible. Um, In this one, Fiorentina are on 53 points after Roma's loss in the Europa League. Sorry if that's a spoiler, um, but hopefully you would have known that because it's kind of important to handicapping games this weekend. Um, I don't believe the eighth spot matters in Serie A for a playoff position or in any sort of tournament, whether it's the Europa Conference League or whatever. Um, So Fiorentina currently on 53 points, cannot catch Juventus on 59 uh, they are currently tied with Torino, up one point ahead of Monza, two points ahead of Bologna, et cetera, et cetera. Um, pretty much Fiorentina, they dropped, have lost the final of the Coppa Italia. They are in the final of the Europa Conference League, though, against West Ham United from England. So it's very possible that they are focused on that match, as that one might mean a lot more to them. Uh, with that said, Sassuolo is sitting 13th right now. Really all it's about is positioning for them. They're safe. As almost everyone in the league is safe at this point except so for a couple clubs. Um, but current number is Sassuolo, I pick them with a little more juice on Fiorentina on the road. Over under is three, very juice to the over. All the juice is actually on the over, uh, for right now. Um, and money has been coming in on Fiorentina. Maybe I, I mean, there's the strategy like Pep Guardiola uses in England where he plays his best players leading up to matches because he wants them to be as sharp as possible rather than worried about um, them getting hurt. I don't know if that's a great idea, but it seems to be something that maybe this uh, marketplace in Syria, which is one of those that I do trust, especially uh, really underpriced underdogs. Usually, I think hit at really alarmingly high percentages in this league. So I trust the Syria market a lot more than I trust like the French market, for example, that we're going to go through later in this podcast. Um, two sides that to me. Uh, Fiorentina are not a great offense, but they've done a great job possessing the ball a ton, which I think also protects their defense quite a bit. Sassuolo are an all offensive side, but they've ultimately sold off a lot of their great offensive players. They still have plenty because that's one of the best things they do with recruiting. Um, but I think I'm I'm interested in the over three goals, uh, just because I'm not really sure what type of defensive effort Fiorentina will give. I do expect them to play the same way they have in the past, though, which means they'll possess the ball and that will protect their defense, as I just said. Sasuelo, on the other hand, they have uh they're trying to work into a younger defensive area. They left Ferrari go last season, um, which I think worked out pretty well for them. Um, but ultimately Sassuolo's defense has not been good for years, unfortunately. And they have a pretty offensive-minded manager, as that's kind of how the, the program works. So um, not much for me to do at Pickham right here, but my my interest is to Sus- is, is the over in Sassuolo's match. Um, but it's very juiced, and I imagine it's also probably going to reach um, – I would imagine it will hit three and a quarter before this kicks off. So um, if you're interested in over, I'd play it now before it climbs because I think there's a big deal to push on three. Uh, you might lose that as it will climb to three and a quarter, I think, before kickoff. Moving to Saturday, we have uh, an 11.30 – Central time here in the United States in Dallas, Texas, where I'm recording um, to not the earliest match in the world. Thank God. But uh, this is one one more weekend of waking up early, I think, uh, though. Hopefully maybe that won't be the case. Uh, Torino currently hosting Inter Milan. So Inter are currently on 69 points. They cannot be caught by anyone chasing them into Champions League. Milan are also safe as well. Um, so they really don't have much to play for besides that whole Champions League final next weekend. And this is another scenario where are they going to play by the Pep Guardiola rules to play with your best players possible, or are you not going to do it? Uh, this number suggests that they will not be playing their best, um, which is interesting because Inter Milan are very deep, and that's one of the best things about them. They don't have really the incredible top end talent, all 11 positions on the pitch, but they do have a lot of good depth and they don't really fall off too much to their backups. So I think this is a pretty good sign, even if they got, uh, I guess guy the audience is probably uh, suspended, but even if the, um, the DeMarcos are in uh, which I guess maybe he's been playing a little bit more the D'Ambrosios and, and those of that nature um, Torino currently they're sitting on 53 points in eighth place. Um, but like I said, I don't think that matters for any sort of conference league play now that Roma have lost in the Europa League final. Um, and what that does put them in is um, really just playing for for pride or, or seeding. Um, they want to possess the ball. Inter Milan, I think, in their heart of hearts, would like to counterattack. And I think this will set them up pretty well for uh, a huge step up in class for when they play Man City in the Champions League final. But ultimately might mirror a team that's going to possess the ball a lot and Inter Milan need to. Uh, do their best against it to try to break it down and get on counterattacks and score goals with not a lot of the ball torino currently a quarter goal favorite at home right now uh, with all the juice on on inter on the road over under is two and a half juiced to the over um, this one has moved from pick as, as i saw earlier in the week uh, with torino up to a quarter goal favorite um, i think is an indicator that inter Milan are not going to be playing their best um, but ultimately there's been some money coming in on Inter and I feel like getting a quarter of a goal on one of the best clubs in the world, uh, especially in Serie A is very interesting to me. So Inter plus one quarter is very interesting to me. And I'll put that on my list for a possibility for the ultimate best bet coming end of show uh, in terms of over under, I think both these teams can score, but Torino they possess the ball and don't do a lot with it in terms of finding the back of the net. So that's probably a lot tougher for me. I think I'm most interested in the inter quarter of a goal, um, though it's hard to really until we see lineups, it's going to be hard to know how much everyone cares about that one. Next, we'll go to Cremonese hosting Salernitana in a night match on Saturday. Currently, um, so t- Salernitana are safe, Cremonese are relegated. Um, so that's what we got. Cremonese currently a pick at home right now. Uh, more of the juice on Salernitana on the road as it makes sense because they're better. Uh, over-under is three juiced to the under. Um, Krebenese, they they had trouble scoring for this entire season, were really looking like a dead team and then had a really good run of form, but have kind of drifted back with three straight losses. Um, and uh they are going to be spending next season in Serie B. Uh Salernitana with an incredible escape last year, but this year they've been a lot better. Blue Idea, who did not play last weekend, still got a, a huge win uh late after coming back from a big deficit. Salernitana did. Um, and they're the side I want here is I think they're a lot better. Uh, I also feel like they haven't been getting a ton of respect from the Serie marketplace. One of the few times that it hasn't been right with missing some of those things up. Um, my interest really, I think at Pickham there's not much for me to do there. I'd love to see some of a ton of underdogs. But if they were, that would make me think that Blue Idea is definitely not playing. Who's one of the hottest strikers in Europe right now. Um, and even then it would make me think they're not taking this match as seriously as possible because they're a beach team and not a lot to play for. And on the road, it's hard to guarantee that they're going to come out fighting, though. I would expect they would. But literally, we don't know. Last last match of the season. I'm trying to be as sensitive to that as possible. Um, I guess if anything in this match, I'll take under three, um, though. And that's especially interesting if who idea is absent. Um, I don't know necessarily his status. Um, so it really depends on what the lineups look like. But interesting a, in Salernitana in and under uh, another simultaneous match, Empoli hosting Lazio. Um, I'm not sure that Lazio have anything to play for. They're two points ahead of Inter, so they would have seen Inter's result already before this match occurs. Um, a loss or a draw, and Lazio finished second guaranteed, so that's huge for them. But is it really? Because they're in Champions League already, but does it matter? I mean, I, I'm sure they get a little bit more of the purse um, of Serie A because they split. Usually, I think most of the, the league split money, and it it falls uh from each position that the the clubs finish in but regardless um Eppley on the other side uh they're sitting mid-table don't really have much to to worry about for them uh you are back welcome to the late night the real underscore g warner it's going to come about um and uh, no one's sliding the DMs about him, so I guess it's not too uh, distracting. Anyway, it's a little bit to me at the moment. Uh, Ampli currently a quarter goal underdog at home with all the juice on Lazio on the road, potentially climbing to a half of a goal before it kicks off. I wouldn't be surprised when you see the second-place club on the road at the 14th um, that there might be some some movement back in the better side. Over-under is two and three quarters, to the over. Um, Lazio have been great defensively. I think it's part of why they've been so good and why they've finished so high or are so high in the league only allowing 30 goals this season in 37 matches. That's pretty great. Uh, Empoli are not an offense that really threatens too much. They had a really good performance here against Juventus a couple weeks ago, um, but that was a lot surrounded by Juventus getting a 10-point deduction and falling out of Champions League. So um, maybe they got a crestfallen side and maybe outperformed uh, expectations a little bit more than and that was the reason for it. Um, there's been some movement from employee being a half a goal underdog down to this quarter goal number, so that does suggest that employee are getting some respect. Um, wonder what that means for the Lazio lineup. But again, I don't want to line up speculate two days beforehand because a lot can change and we won't really know until an hour before. Um, I think my biggest interest is the under two and three quarters in this one. Um, I don't think that employee, if, if Lazio are playing and really going, to try to win this matchup. I think they're going to keep it really low scoring. Don't really trust Lazio to score a ton of goals. Chiro Mobile has had a really lost season and uh, most of their goals have come from the midfield. Empoli, I imagine will still play defensively. I think they'll at home want to set themselves up for a good summer, um, keep their crowd engaged and will ultimately try to prepare for next year to stay in the league again. Um, Love to see this one hit three. I don't think that'll happen, but we'll see. Uh, I got a long way until that all occurs. Moving to Sunday, Napoli, the long Long holders of the Scudetto has been, it feels like a month now. They host Sampdoria who are already relegated. Uh, Napoli a two goal favorite and over-under is three and a half. Juice to the under. I just don't really know what to expect from Sampdoria at this point. Napoli um, blew a two nil lead last week. Um, and who knows what's going to happen to them this weekend. But uh, they've already won the thing and this is uh, actually not an early match so luckily we might be able to sleep in on Sunday uh now we get to the nightcaps and this is where things get a little bit more real Ace of Milan hosts Verona Verona who are one of the two sides that could be uh in the relegation playoff or relegated depending on how, re- how results go this weekend Milan at home they are currently in fourth position could j- jump into to get a better spot in the Champions League They'll known inter's result if they if inter wins then ultimate or win sync it's weird with plurals anyway if inter win milan won't be able to catch them if they draw they what they would be able to but i'm not sure about tiebreakers and all that sort of stuff does it really matter who knows um but verona it really matters to them because they're sitting on 31 points tied with spezia uh for that last relegation position if they finish up equal in terms of points, it will not be coming down to a tiebreaker. It'll be a play out, I think, for the first time in Serie A. So that'll be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, currently, Milan, a half a goal favorite with all the juice at home. Over-unders, two and a half, juice to the over. Um, this number has has pretty much not done a lot, actually. I, I guess there's been more Milan money coming in than, than Verona's money has. Uh, but there's ultimately a much bigger interest for Verona to stay in the league. They've had, I thought, a pretty good comeback after a really awful first uh, half of the season where they were, I think were bottom of the league. Um, and then unfortunately had another swoon, as you would see from a side that's fighting relegation, but um, they're going to be going out all out guns ablaze. And there's a good chance that Milan have nothing to play for all the time this match occurs. If Inter get a point or get a win, um, I think a win would guarantee that Milan have nothing to play for, but um playing at zero certainly is something that that should mean something to Milan players but they've had a ruling season and uh I saw Pioli say that their manager said that he kind of and the team kind of gave up uh a little bit of the steam that they had going in in their league play in order to chase the Champions League but um don't blame him for it but it's fact of life feels a little bit like an excuse right now into season but maybe it is what it is and he was qu- quiet about that for a lot of the season. Anyway, I like Verona cause they have something to play for. Um, I'm not trying to overrate that, but I do think it matters. Um, I think that they're going to try to play Milan as close as possible. Uh, a draw would be huge for them cause that would at least get them one point in Spezia who play Roma, um, might not be able to get that much. Uh, they're also on the road. So that could be a really big deal for uh, moving forward. So I imagine Verona try to stay in this as much as possible. I don't really trust Verona to score much either Uh, I think it'd be much more comfortable with Verona getting a full goal of insurance. I doubt it gets there by the time this kicks off. So I think under two and a half is my bigger interest, I would say, uh, than the Verona side. Uh, Next, we'll move to Roma. Speaking of, facing Spezia, um, Roma coming off Europa League midweek, the loss in uh, extra time in Budapest, and and ultimately uh, a lot of miles on those players. I expect them to rotate quite a bit. They've now, the last two matches had one nil leads and collapsed and, and choked it up against Fiorentina with a lot of their backups playing. And then with their best playing against uh, Sevilla and then losing in penalties when they were really trying to get, to get the penalties weren't trying to score goals really for the entire extra time period. It seemed um, I'm interested in Spezia, similar reasoning to the Veronas that they have a lot to play for Roma currently are in the last Europa league position. So they, they are, they have something to play for potentially a lot more than Milan um but they also are going to be running on fumes based on the travel the the match that was played on wednesday evening that went 120 minutes and into a penalty shootout and we saw all the ridiculous things that happened to anthony taylor afterwards with the roma fans and with Josie Mourinho as well Uh, i don't think he'll see any punishment for this matchup but um they're in a tough place whereas spezia they have i mean there's their livelihoods are on the line they are uh to me they have really great front players and, and attackers um they're not found as easily, I think, and that's why Spezia are in this relegation battle. Uh, but they're very talented and could cause some problems for Roma, who unfortunately haven't looked great, especially with leads the last two matches. As I just said, um, I'm when I look at Spezia, they have all the juice right now, at getting a half of a goal on the road at, at Roma, uh, and then the under over under is two and a half juice, the under. Um, feels like a big total to me, honestly, similar to see both Verona and Spezia. Yes, they are playing much better sides on the road, but getting half of a goal is pretty respectful for two relegation sides. Um, certainly respecting that they have something to play for. And then over under two and a half, I like, I like both those unders, um, especially because I feel like with, with Jose Mourinho, um, when he gets up, up one, 0 we've seen it in the last three matches, it seems, or even the Europa League match against, uh, Leverkusen where he literally just sat on on a, a one nil lead at home and went on the road to, to Germany and just played to stall out the match the entire time so um, that's probably a high on my list to, for a potential best bet next we'll move to Atalanta hosting Monza uh, Atalanta they're currently on 61 points one point ahead of Roma so they're in the battle with Roma and Juventus to try to get an Europa League position um, sorry to say that about Juventus but here we are uh, Monza they don't they they fell back to 10th with their with their loss in stoppage time uh, last match day. And that was a big deal for them. Uh, got Leche safe. So I guess good for Leche, uh, who I felt like deserved it on, on their balance to play this season. But anyway, Monzo, one goal underdog on the road at Atalanta. Atalanta has always been a great offense, but to me, haven't been that great this year. Only 61 goals scored. I guess that matches Milan a little more than Lazio, but less than Inter by nine goals, less than Napoli by 14. Maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on them. But Monza, they're honestly, it's hard to know if they're on the beach, but they seem to play. And, and there was a lot of money coming in on Lecce last weekend. It made Monza a really small favorite at home. Um, again, the market seems to know what it's talking about. Um, this one, this number feels a little bit bigger than I think it should be, but I love getting a, a full goal of insurance on Monza at this point, and they've been so good to me this year that I feel like there's no reason to to, to fall off the, the bandwagon just after one loss and, and really what should have been a draw uh, until a really late penalty kick, um, I think due to a late handball, like literally at the death of the match. Um, Atalanta, I just haven't really trusted their offense. Um, uh, it's clearly been pretty good scoring 61 goals or in fifth place, but they didn't have Europe to distract them this year. Um, they did a lot of selling. They certainly, uh, Hoyland has come in and been great for them uh, as, as this kind of focal point as a striker, um, though they still have Duvon Zapata and uh, Luis Muriel, the Colombians. But I'm um, not sure if the Cafecitos are going to be in there uh, making much of a difference. Uh, it's certainly to be a, a match that goes back and forth. So I'm, I'm very... Disinterested or uninterested in the under here. Um, three is is pretty tall, uh, tall task for for end of the season and teams running on fumes at this point. I think everyone's been dealing with such a long year, especially the World Cup break in the middle. Uh, I think it's the three juicy over under is juice the over. That's the way I'd be interested, but I'll, I'll put Monza plus one on my list as uh my interest in this one. Next we'll go to Lecce hosting Bologna. Currently, Lecce a pick 'em. Um, they are safe and have nothing to play for. Bologna. Are uh in 11th place. So just playing for positioning at this point. I think I, they could finish in eighth if they win and everyone else around them does poorly, but um, I don't know that matters too much. Uh Leche probably partied all week, celebrating that they're staying in Serie A for another season, um, especially after being newly promoted into the league this year. Um I'm interested in Bologna if they move to an underdog. I don't expect that to happen is almost all the juices on Bologna right now on the road at Pickham over and there's two and a half juice. The under Bologna has been scoring a lot more lately, and that's been a, a big reason why they've kind of climbed the table, though sitting in 11th is not that impressive. Uh, unbeaten in their last four, but only one win has probably kept them from, from really taking a charge into potential European qualification, though it might not have mattered because Roma did not win the Europa league. But anyway, um, let's you know, it's hard to know what they're going to bring. but um, she's always been a pretty good defense, though that's certainly something that could slip Um, if you have been celebrating all week and partying, staying in Serie A. Ah, so there's just a lot there that I don't really know I want to do with this match. Uh, not a lot I want to do with it is probably the better way to say it. Last but not least, Udinese hosting Juventus. This is Juventus's chance to try to salvage the season in Europa League, uh, currently in the, in the Conference League, and it looks like that could be that uh, They can't do worse than that, it seems, but that's still far below the Juventus standards. Old lady, I'm sure, is very disappointed, um, but um, who knows why this 10-point deduction actually stood. Uh, Udinese, they are sitting 12th, not really can't climb uh, one position higher. All they can do is help, hold on to 12th. That doesn't seem like a really great motivating factor. Uh, Udinese, currently a half a goal underdog at home with almost all the juice. Over-unders, two and a half juice to the under. Um, I don't see a lot of scoring in this one. It really depends on how much Udinese care, though. How much they keep Juventus out, though. Juventus's style is to go take a lead and then hang on to it for dear life, try to win one nil, a la Jose Mourinho. It seems like a, an Italian thing this year, uh, at least with Massimo Allegri. Um, that doesn't seem to be something that will change. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm interested in fading Juventus, but I really don't know. Um, if there's enough there for me at getting a half of a goal, it's big at home, especially considering what Juventus has gone through, but you do have something to play for. Um, so I almost feel like they'll guard that one, they lead even more. The best they can do is get a win. Uh, their goal differential is good. So I'm not sure that will come into play. Um, it's gonna be hard for the other teams above them, uh, to actually equal them out, but not surprising because they've had a 10 point deduction. Um, my biggest interest is that under two and a half in that matchup. And so, um, that's probably what I'll make. I'll, I'll list as my uh, biggest interest in that matchup while I try to figure out exactly where I'm going to go with the ultimate best bet for Italy. Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, and of course I'll do an ultimate best bet at a show, but to figure out what's emerging from the Serie A card. I think Spezia under two and a half goals at Roma is my my favorite uh, uh, of all in in this I guess on this card extending Friday through Sunday with uh, plenty of good matches, mostly coming Sunday night. Um, now move to Liga and that's what I'll do for the rest of this podcast and then give it all to the best bet. Cause I think I might be doing uh, either, even a Saturday broadcast potentially for La Liga because uh, they all play Sunday. So uh, moving to France and to Liga and make sure I got everything in front of me. Uh, we'll start with Monaco hosting Toulouse. Uh, Toulouse who haven't really done anything offensively for a long time, ever since they won the Coupe de France and are in European play and are safe after being promoted from Ligue 2. Um, They are one quarter goal underdog on the road at Monaco. Monaco, not a great home team, better on the road, and really not a good team lately. They've been really struggling. Uh, When I look at the form table, they've lost their last two, winless in three, uh, won one of their last five, not a great run. And they're now sitting in sixth place, tied with Wren, but far, far inferior goal differential based on a poor defense ultimately. Um whereas when I look at Toulouse, they're in 13th position, don't really have much to play for at this point, And really it's been looking that way because they've been very much so underachieving for a long time now. Um, I lean to Toulouse. I lean to that over three and a quarter. Uh, it's a little bit juiced under barely. Um, I'm not sure that I like that that much, but um Toulouse have been on a front foot. That's how they played this whole season. They want to score goals. Monaco also want to score goals. So I feel like it's two sides that will be pushing up the pitch. Not a lot of defense likely to play in this one. Whereas Monaco, they need to win here uh, at the very least to, to try to potentially even jump over uh, Lille at 66 points in fourth position, which is a Europa League spot, uh, guaranteed one at that. Um, but I'm not really sure necessarily what's going to happen there. Um, I, I think over, if anything is my interest, but three and a quarter is pretty high, uh, even though these two teams, or at least one of them, seemed to be on the beach for a long time, though it's really negatively impacted their offense. Ajaccio already relegated, then hosts Marseille, currently one-and-a-half goal underdog at home, with almost all the juice, or, yeah, almost all of it. Over-under is three, just the over. Marseille, on 73 points, really have nothing to play for. Lost their last two, so they cannot catch the for for uh, second place in the automatic Champions League position. They are going to be in the very, very treacherous, difficult playoff uh Champions League playoff system which Monaco has been eliminated twice from the last two seasons despite really bolstering their side. Um going to be tough for for Marseille to really get up for this one. Ajaccio I guess is their their last uh time in the sun in league uh probably for a long time potentially who knows, but they were awful this whole season and are nowhere near uh even coming into some sort of relegation playoff or whatever the last day. Uh, Four teams go down in Liga this season, but they weren't really challenging for that fourth from bottom position or fifth from bottom to be safe. Um, Who cares about this one? I'm not sure. I mean, Marseille are way better, way more talented, but there's always drama at the club. And I don't know if there's much that I want to spend on it. Um, I expect there might be a a lack of attention to detail and defense uh, on this one. Over-under is only three. But then you're asking Ajaccio to contribute to the scoreboard most likely. And that's going to be hard to, to really expect much from. Next we we'll go to a big one. This is Alger Jose and Lons. Longs have clinched second position and a guaranteed Champions League place, which is huge for them, um, especially only two seasons, I think, from being relegated or from being promoted. Um, they are on the road at Alger, who are currently on 35 points, two points ahead of Nult uh for that last relegation position. Essentially a draw puts them in a really good position to finish and really force Nolte to win, but Nolte have a much better goal differential. So uh, I'm not really sure that tiebreaker. I will look that up before these matches kick off. And before I get some write-ups out to all my uh, patrons on Patreon, and, and of course the subscribers on pregame as well. Uh, current number, I'll share a pick them uh, with all the juice on the walls on the road over under two and three quarters juice to the under. Um, want to give an idea of where this number has moved uh, ever since I've been tracking it this week. Uh, it looks like, Alger started a half a goal underdog and it's all fallen all the way. Let me make sure I'm looking. No, of course I'm not looking at the right date. Scratch that. Uh Algier have so they started as a, a pick'em, climbed a quarter goal underdog, and looks like back to pick'em. Uh, I'm interested in trying to find them as a quarter goal underdog because loans really have nothing to play for. They've been awesome, won their last five matches at least. Um, that's as far as Google goes back to my other screen. But um, loans ultimately are an awesome side, but uh, they don't have a lot to play for, and we've seen really good ones, good good teams, champions of many leagues, of leagues not really give much of an effort once everything clinched, and they have nothing to p- worry about except their Ibiza vacations this summer. Um, share on the other side, they got everything to fight for. They've been a great defense all season. Um, that's what I probably would like to back the most here. It's really tough to pay to play an under though with Holmes because they are completely uh, an offense on on the front foot type of side. Really entertaining, relaxing, love to watch them. And I, I love Seiko Fofana, their, their captain, but um, current interests are, all share if they move to a quarter of a goal, just, just pick them right now. So it's hard for me to to advocate that. I also like under two and three quarters, but that's juice to the under um, I'd love to get a three to push on that type of number. As we saw um, in many of these league matches lately, three goals is really, really important. If you can get that push instead of taking two and three quarters, but I'm interested in that one. We'll see, is, of course, who Long's putting out there. And uh if they have less attackers like Openda and, and others that are not maybe suiting up for that last match, then maybe that under two and three quarters is, is worth it. Next, we we'll go to Nice hosting Lyon. Uh, currently, Nice sitting ninth. They've really had an awesome run when they got their new manager, but then it kind of stalled since then. Lyon are three points behind Monaco, three points behind Rennes. Um, maybe they could get a tiebreaker if both those sides don't get a point, but it's looking really like really, really long stretch for Leal. Um, and I gotta say that the, the spread certainly reflects that as Nice are a quarter goal favorite. Um, even though they've been, I would expect them to be an underdog here, or at least a pick em. um, all the juice juices only on the road. So maybe that shouldn't be too surprising, but over-unders three and a quarter juice, the under. Um, two sides that, I mean, Nice haven't scored a lot, so it's hard to really trust them to score more than uh, to contribute a lot to a total that's above three goals. Lyon don't play a lot of defense though. And they're going to be on the front foot the whole time. I don't know necessarily that I trust Nice though. So I, I like Leon getting that quarter of a goal. Um, they still have something to play for until they don't, all these matches are starting, I believe at the same time. So, uh, I, I like that side. Don't really have a feel for the total in that one. PSG then hosts Claremont coming off a really uncelebratory, but celebrated league on championship. Uh, Claremont foot. They are staying in the league. It's sitting in eighth position. Good for them, but really have nothing to play for. Uh, PSG, like I said, a two goal favorite and the over under is three and three quarters juice to the under. Um, Back to PSG Claremont Foot. Um, just PSG far better. messy leaving. Who knows what's going on with Mbappe at all times. Neymar has been nowhere to be found for a long time. Uh, Christophe Gaultier coming out, talking about Messi leaving. So um, I don't really know what to say about that one. Uh, if you're backing Claremont Foot, you probably want to play under three and three quarter goals. But gigantic total. But I'm not sure I'm not interested in it. Next, we'll go to L'Oreal hosting Strasbourg um, and a surprising line, Strasbourg just reached safety, uh, cannot be caught, um, though I feel like they were already pretty much safe. But anyway, they officially did it. L'Oreal on the other side have been hated by everyone all season. They're sitting 10th to the table, I've accumulated 12 more points. So that's four more victories than Strasbourg um, and are an underdog at home. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but it shouldn't at this point because L'Oreal have been disrespected all year over under there's a little, a lot more juice on L'Oreal right now, but I'm not really so worried about that falling to pick them. That's one number I am going to be looking towards because I, I want to make sure I don't lose it. And certainly more money is com- coming on, on, on in on L'Oreal ever since I've been tracking it over under is two and three quarters juice the over. Um, I don't really see a lot of goals in this one either. So I like the home dog and I like the under probably the home dog more so than, than that under. Uh, next, we move to Nantes, who need a big win, uh, and fortunately for them, they get the worst team in the league, Angers, who have been relegated for a long, long time, uh, but did win their last match, and have been playing, I think, a lot better, a lot more competitively ever since being relegated. Um, like most of these clubs have done, like Elche in Spain, it's, it's happened all over the place. Nantes currently, a, they're going to have to win. They're two points behind Angers, as I said, um, and... They need to win. If Alger win, they're screwed. If Alger draw, then they can be equal on points and maybe they're going to win the tiebreaker uh, from goal differential. But regardless, a a one-and-a-half goal favorite, asking a lot for a team that hasn't been able to score goals for a long time. Took a lead early on a big Lille mistake last week, but then ended up capitulating, conceding two penalties to uh, Jonathan Penalty David. Um, I don't know how good he is because he just takes a penalty every match or two like he did in that one. Uh Ange are interested to in me because i i feel like they're players playing to try to keep jobs or or audition for other league on teams or teams across europe um i also like under three as i don't really trust either of these teams to score a lot of goals not will be going for it all out though and that does worry me if they're trailing late but uh or or if they're drawing late, but that wouldn't really matter unless it's 1-1. And then that third goal, if Angers were able to get an empty net type situation, that still wouldn't be the most problematic for me because then you'd push on that three. Um, so I like I like Angers and I like the under three as well. Um, I'm kind of rooting for Nall a little bit because they were so good to me last season, but this season has been a disaster. Playing Europa League was not good for them and they're really going to struggle. Um, so... As a big favorite, it's more what they need rather than who they've been for a long time now. So plus one and a half and under three. I like both of those. Brest and hosts Ren. Big deal for Wren. They're currently one point behind Lille, tied with Monaco, trying to finish in Europa League position um, and because they can't reach Champions League. Breast, uh, nothing to play for, are safe, but they are a one goal underdog at home, are a really good home team. Uh, I believe these are two Northern sides, so it might be a little bit more of a, a Derby type rivalry match. So that would be even better for Brest, trying to keep Wren from finishing in European position. And Brest can lose by a single goal and you get your money back at plus one. So I'm interested there. Um, over under is two and three quarters, very juicy over. I'll be waiting to see that hit three. Uh, It is not there yet, so I'm not going to put that on my list. But uh, ultimately, I think uh, with Sois, they're a good defense. They have a little bit more attacking ability than you'd think. And Ren have been such a bad road team and his road favorite, really doesn't fit kind of their performance this season. So I'm very interested in Brest as a home underdog. Uh, Rems then hosts Montpellier. Currently, Rems, a half a goal favorite at home. Over-under is three and a quarter. Juice, the under. Uh, a lot of juice on Montpellier on the road. Um, Rebs have not really been the same team that they were when Will still took over. Montpellier can't catch them in the table, but they've been playing a lot better. Um, I like Montpellier. I feel like getting half of a goal is probably too big, um, especially from Rebs' side that hasn't been doing great offensively. Fuller by Lagoon has been slowing down a little bit. Uh, and last but not least, uh, we'll go to toit hosting Lille. And this is a big one for for Lille, who if they get a win, they will clinch. Uh, a Europa League position and won't have to fight for anything, um, which would be huge. Trois are, are relegated already they're two goal underdog at home. Lille have not been pretty, have not been winning matches uh, by a lot or lopsided matches, but they came to get it done, whether it's penalties aided or not. Um, Trois, on the other hand are dead down going to League 2 so hard to see how much they're gonna put forth a fight, especially uh, except for the fact they're at home and might not be in Liga for a while. Over under three and a half juice the over. Um, I, I don't see two contributing much on the scoreboard, uh, t- above three is really hard for me to play totals, um, in the over direction. So only way I'd be interested is under, I don't think I want that. I, I think we all might have a little bit more trouble with two because there's a lot of pressure on them, but, um, ultimately they're much better than two and should really not have a, too much trouble getting through this one. Um, and we'll get them a really important European position. and might be able to allow them to keep Paulo Fonseca. So, um, for my ultimate best bet, uh, we'll give the best bet for France. I'm going to go with, uh, man, it's tough, tough to say, especially with teams that are on the beach and so many of them. But I'm going to go with Lorient, a quarter goal underdog at home to, uh, let me make sure, to Strasbourg. Strasbourg celebrating from officially being safe um i think it's gonna be tough for them to get off the mat especially on the road against a team that they're not better than yet our favorite on the road against which doesn't make a lot of sense to me so i uh, gonna go through and give out ultimate best bet which is coming end of show want to give a pregame.com promo code so everyone has that can save some money at pregame.com use the promo code nil20 nil20 uh not the college uh not name image lightness but it certainly could be uh it's the abbreviation i think for sleepy just knowing that nil nils are my favorite type of uh soccer result out there because it pays underdogs and it pays unders uh use the promo code nil 20 nil 20 get 20 percent off for all listeners of soccer podcast good for seven days from podcast release so you can use it till the 8th of june um, but use it sooner than that. Soccer season is almost over. There's plenty of other great handicappers. If you like to bet UFC, AJ Hoffman's there. If you're looking at NFL and I'm sure plenty of college football stuff as well out there, you got Steve Fezzik to the world, you got my baseball co-host, Scott Seidenberg, plus my baseball picks are out there as well. Um, I suggest also taking a look at my Patreon, but make sure you use if you're if you're on pregame, save 20% off, you get it for win totals. And a lot of things are, those like are coming out soon as well. Uh, NIL Nancy India Lima 20, 20 good for 20% off at pregame.com. Uh and this will bring me to my, my Patreon side, uh patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. Get all my liens each night. Uh, and as I lock things in, um every every second that I know what's happening, I try to let it know to all, all my Patreon subscribers or patrons as they're called. Um, it's certainly a new website for a lot of people, but I w- highly recommend checking it out. It's a lot more affordable because I know, uh, people have mentioned that, that the, the cost for premium.com each day is, is expensive and it is, um, so I wanted to give an alternative. So check out patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. If you want to check that out, potentially see another way to, uh, get some of my content in other fashions. Um, and I guess it is that time now, uh, at good old midnight Eastern time. Uh, it is that time for the ultimate best bet. So uh, let's make sure I got everything ready and then we'll get in here and do it. So this is a real underscore G Warner on betting the pitch number two zero one. And it's time for my ultimate best bet. Uh, only two leagues in this podcast, but going through and went through Syria from Italy and also the last match day from France's league. Uh, my best bet in Italy is the Spezia under two and a half goals. And in France, it is the Football Club Lorient, a quarter goal underdog at home. For my ultimate best bet, I'm going to go with Spezia under two and a half goals. They're on the road at Roma who are coming off a very difficult uh, Europa League challenging final, lost in penalties, had a lot of drama surrounding it, but also played 120 minutes, which is going to be really tough, going to get bounced back, even though they have a lot to play for in the league. Spezia are on the other side trying to get say in the league. Uh, a draw doesn't certainly clinch them. Um another year in Serie A, but it'd be a lot for them we would force um another relegation uh fighter in, in verona to get a point as well to match them and match the result so take the under two and a half spezia at roma i'll be my best bet for betting pitch number 201 real underscore g warner and that'll do it for this episode thanks for tuning in if you're on spotify please uh leave a five star review same for apple podcast if you're on youtube hit subscribe um or if you want to Check out Patreon, patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. And, of course, as always on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Slide in the DMs wherever you can. I'll answer them wherever I see it. And I will talk to you all soon with the La Liga episode coming out shortly.